Hello, kings and queens and in between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another, well, another episode of Yes Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dana Francesi, and I'm here with my bestie. Holy ho, but you can call me Azariah Southworth. <laughs> That's right, and get in, get in here into the pew pew pews, because here at Yes Jesus, we believe it is well with my soul. Well, 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 we are going deep in the well on this episode because we're talking about the woman at the well. She's the woman at the well. She don't have a name. We're calling her Gladys. Here we go. Get into your seats. Enjoy this episode because we're going to start with Gay Christian News. Gay Christian News. This is from the Religion News Service. Do you remember us talking about the class action lawsuit from Religious Education Accountability Project? Oh, you mean REAP? Yes. Yes. So the lawsuit is over 30 students of Christian colleges and universities who faced discrimination. Oh, like Walsh about, University. Okay, keep yeah, going. You, that's exactly how we've talked about REAP on the show before. Now, they have some beefed up psychological support. So, 17 professional psychological organizations have signed a statement asking the U.S. Department of Education to protect LGBTQ students at Christian colleges. Well, that's awesome. Thank God someone's doing something. What does it say? Part of the statement reads, Recent studies and reports suggest that LGBTQ students at non-affirming faith-based colleges and universities may experience higher rates of bullying and harassment than their heterosexual and cisgender peers, and develop mental health symptoms because of psychological distress and isolation. It also states, our groups call on the education department to investigate allegations of harm toward LGBTQ plus students at non-affirming faith-based colleges and universities, and to take appropriate actions to protect LGBTQ plus students. As you know, Ezzy, we've talked about this all the time. We talk about this on the show. We talk about this in private. We talk about this on the phone. We talk about this on Mm -hmm. the bus. I I do not like green eggs and ham. (laughs) I do not like that this is happening. I am so, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's so important that people reach out to LGBTQ students all over different uh, Christian and Catholic universities and let them know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. That is what we're here for. That is what Gosh Jesus is all about. And I'm so happy that at least someone is standing up and saying something. So thank you out there to those 17 professional psychological organizations. Like that statement is an important thing. It can move mountains. You never know. Um, But yes, we're going to keep following this story because this is very, very dear and important to us. You guys are loved. Listen to us. Tell your friends. If you know somebody that is that identifies as LGBTQIA plus and is going to a Christian or or any faith based uh, college that is not affirming, like, please let them know about us because they're welcome in our family. Absolutely. And we praise you. We, we praise all the new people that come and join us. And if you're new and you're listening to us today, we are thankful for you. So we're going to add you to our praise report. Now, if you don't know about a praise report or prayer request, if it's been a while since you've been to a church or something like that, what we do here is when we have something that we want to thank God for, when we want to rejoice, when we want to say hallelujah, like Shangela, we give a praise report. And that's where we ask all of you at home to just, you know, say thanks, God, for that thing that happened to that one person, that one place. And then the same thing with the prayer request if you need a little extra boost if you need a little pep in your step if you're at the smoothie counter and want to put an extra 
scoop of protein in your prayer, send us a letter at yasjesuspod.com and we'll make sure to add it to our prayer request. And that's going to allow us to help you pray. We're going to amplify your message. We're going to add it to the bullhorn that it, the bullhorn that is Ezra Southworth's mouth. Um, and people hear it. It's loud. I heard it in the club. I heard it in the club call my name and it never been the same. All right. So let's start with a praise report. This one comes from Madison, uh, one of our listeners. Um, it said, I just watched the video you did with Brenda slash God is Gray, and I just want to send in a hallelujah to you (laughs) and up to God for the enlightening message that you shared. I had always read Jonathan David is LGBT, and I have my theories about Paul, too, but we could talk about that later. And (laughs) Madison, we will. Um, But Madison continues to say, hearing what I've interpreted from the Bible echoed in your own views was so validating, and I cannot thank you enough for this amazing podcast and all the work you're doing god bless besties well madison god bless you azariah doesn't it feel good to hear that that's sweet i'm so glad that people are are getting that affirmation that they need because it's important are you tickled you're wearing like all this fur people can't see you're wearing like a fur hat and a fur you look fabulous today are you tickled pink for jesus Honey, I'm tickled pink, I'm tickled blue, I'm tickled inside and out, all over to my head to my toes. <laughs> well, God bless you from, from the top to the little your little bottom. Um, listen, we gotta we gotta take it down a little bit and get serious because we got a prayer request and we gotta make sure we can amplify this voice. It's coming from Courtney. Tell us about it, Azzy. Yeah, Courtney's writing in to say hi. I'm not a very religious person, so this is weird for me, but I was hoping you could pray for my physical and mental health. I'm chronically ill and disabled and haven't left my house in two years due to being housebound and sometimes bedbound. And I just need some hope that I'll be able to get through this and to get through the grief of losing my old self. Thank you and love the podcast. God bless. Courtney, we hear you. We hear you loud and clear. Um, You know, uh, uh, it's tough uh, being in the situation you are um, being chronically ill and disabled. I mean, it definitely makes things a lot difficult. We've all been in, in our house and housebound or have had that feeling like in the past few years. So we can, we can be empathized with you there, but I just think that you need to remember that you have you, you have your brain, you reached out to us right now. We're here to give you a hug because you reached out and that is the consequence to your action of reaching out and just know that the world is out there. You can share your views online. Um, try not to be too stuck. Stuck, um, where you are sometimes when I feel like I'm stuck in a place and I don't want to be there I know it sounds so silly and so cliche but I literally go to a happy place like I play some music I close my eyes I'm like I am on a beach like mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. take me somewhere like I sometimes we have to have the power in our minds to use our imagination to transcend our reality for a moment mm-hmm. just to sort of survive mm-hmm. uh, but you are uh, beautiful you are worthy we love you you are loved and it is so incredible uh, to hear from you and thank you for uh, loving our podcast and thank you for God blessing us and we God bless you right back and yeah. uh, we're gonna we're gonna pray for you and add you to our prayer right Azzy yeah and Courtney I just want to say I just turned 35 honey and so I feel honey. that sense of <laughs> of shedding an old self and on my birthday I felt very sad and about about shedding that old self and I identify with that part of what you're sharing um, and like Danny said just take the action that you can like today, I'm wearing a fur hat with these sunglasses that I've been trying to find for months because Tammy Faye had some that looked like it and a fur coat. 
And that helps lift my spirit up a little bit. So maybe find yourself a fur hat if you have one or get one on Amazon and put it on and join us here on Yes, Jesus. And, so we're, and Courtney, we're for you, Courtney. I, you know, I've been taking care of my mom and I haven't been able to leave the house for quite some time. I've, I've you know, been uh, taking on the role of like nursing her and just taking care of her until she gets better. And so I went online and got some SpongeBob SquarePants decals and, painted <laughs> them and put them on my fingernails. Yeah. Like, do Take a little moment just to brighten your day. There's something out there um, uh, to smile about. And we are smiling about you joining us and we will yeah. be praying for you. Yeah. Um, you guys, we're going to take a little break and we're going to come right back with the scripture of the day. Guess what, Azzy? Are you excited? I'm excited. Our freaking deacon, Ross Murray, has written a book. Yeah, and this book needs to be on the desk of every minister. Every minister needs this book. Whether you like it or not, LGBTQ people will always be in the church. And our ministers need to be equipped with how to show up for us. Pre-order the book, Made Known Loved, Developing the LGBTQ Inclusive Youth Ministry, with your favorite bookstore or online store today. Visit madeknownlove.org to learn more. Hey, we're back as the end. Scripture of the day, Scripture of the day, oh oh oh, Scripture of the day, oh oh, it's soul food. That's right, Scripture of the day, Azzy. What is it? All right, Danny. Scripture this week comes to us from John chapter four, verse twenty-nine. Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? Ooh, can I don't know I don't if I want know. to meet that man if he can tell you everything that I've done. Good night. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Literally, good Lord. <laughs> good uh, Lord you know when they real. say that God's with you everywhere, sometimes I'm like, sorry about last Friday, God. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's like. Um, you yeah. know, it's it's time, Ezzy. We haven't had one in a while, and uh-huh. we're a little giggly. You're dressed fiercely. Uh-huh. You know what it is. It's time for another baked Bible story. You guys, this is where uh, we light up with some of that heavenly hash that uh, and we just crack open the scriptures mm-hmm. and crack open a, a delicious a soda and roll mm-hmm. us uh, some OG crack kush. And I'll say crack again as we say that we are <laughs> going to have another big Bible story. What are we talking about today, Azzy? And, 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 and it's a sacrament of, if you will, anything that could be a sacrament to you. So our sacrament today is a joint. Um, yes. So today we're talking about uh, the woman at the well. The woman at the well? What's mm-hmm. her name? Well, we don't know. The Bible didn't actually give her a name, Danny. <laughs> Stupid Bible writers leaving out these women's <laughs> names. We should give her a name. I kind of gave it away, but what do you think fits her? This is kind of like that scene in Annie when they're naming the dog. We're like, what about mm-hmm. Tiger? Like, what about Nancy? Uh, or Heather? Wilhelmina? Wilhelmina? <laughs> uh, Brittany. <laughs> Brittany. Yes, it's Brittany, bitch. <laughs> or here's one. Because okay. I feel like I'm dressed like one today, even though this is like a Tammy Faye mm-hmm. outfit. It also could be a Gladys outfit. How about we call her Gladys? I like Gladys. We Yes, okay. I feel like that's a good fit for her. Good. Now we have a name for her. Okay. So what's Gladys's story? Who is she? Mm-hmm. Where did she come from? What's up <laughs> with her? Why does she get a Bible story? Well, the story starts with a nasty rumor 
that was oh. being spread about Jesus. Don't you talk about my Jesus! <laughs> the rumor was that Jesus was baptizing more people than John the Baptist. Could be true, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> some folks thought Jesus was a rival to John. But here's the thing. John is Jesus's cousin. It's on the family, John, bro. Family, right? And John was out in the wilderness preparing for Jesus's arrival. And there is even a story that some of John's followers asked him about Jesus. And John said he was fine with it. He even said, he must increase so that I may decrease. That's right. Fake news existed in Bible times, too. So there was no <laughs> rivalry between John and Jesus. But that doesn't stop the Pharisees from trying to sow some division between them and their followers. Yeah. So that brings us to the story in John chapter 4, verse 1 through 4. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard... Jesus is making and baptizing more disciples than John. Although it was not Jesus himself, but his disciples who baptized, he left Judea and started back to Galilee. But he had to go through Samaria. So hold up, girl. Just a note about Samaria. So this is where the mm -hmm. Hebrews were divided into two kingdoms. Mm -hmm. Samaria was the kingdom of the north, and Judea was the kingdom of the south. Now, they're both Hebrew descendants, but they built up animosity and distrust with one another. This is very Game of Thronesy. Yeah, maybe this isn't the best analogy, but it's similar to like North Korea and South Korea. Um, they've really evolved into different people and cultures, even if they have the same lineage. And that's kind of the same level of distrust that we see in this time. So Jesus and his disciples are traveling through Samaria, probably very wary and cautious, since this is like a dangerous journey for them. Mm -hmm. And they stop along the way. In John chapter 4, verse 5 through 6. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jo Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. So this is the historic site. So you remember Jacob who had an all-night wrestling match and was punched no. in the hip. We've talked about that in a past episode. And his son Joseph and the Ketanet Pasim yes. that we should be familiar with now. If not, check out that episode about Joseph. Um, so that's where this city is, is where okay, the okay, okay. is. Yeah. So it's noonday sun. Yes. And Jesus' disciples had gone into the city to buy some, some munchies. Mm -hmm. So Jesus. <laughs> some takis. <laughs> yeah, some, taki, some taquitos. <laughs> yeah. So Jesus is sitting by the well, resting and trying to find some shade. And a woman walks up to draw water from the well. Yes, that's Gladys. Yes, that's our girl Gladys. Yes. Yes. Okay. And she's all alone. <laughs> hey, Gladys. Going to the well by herself in the noonday sun. Now, mm -hmm. just so you people understand, the best time to get water is early in the morning when it's cooler. So when all the women would have gone together, they could huddle as a pack for safety. They can also talk and gossip with each other, find <laughs> out what the tea is. And Gladys... Mm -hmm. One of these kids is doing her own thing. Gladys <laughs> is coming out by herself in the middle of the blazing sun. She's clearly a loner. Yeah. And Jesus says to her, give me a drink. Whoa. Bold move there, Jesus. <laughs> just ordering women around you just met. 
Yeah, so Jesus is actually breaking a lot of rules by doing this, and Gladys knows it, so maybe that's why Jesus did it. Um, Jesus responds by reminding him who she is and who he is. So in John chapter 4, verse 9. Do you know who my father is? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the ultimate. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? So Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. It goes all oh. the way back to the book of Leviticus. <laughs> oh, Jesus must be really excited to tell her who he really is. He's not just a Jew. He's the saver. Mm-hmm. So in John chapter 4, verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Oh, and now the library is open. The debate is on. So here's the first great thing we know about Gladys. Mm -hmm. Gladys don't back down from a fight. She's right there. She's asking him more questions. She's challenging Jesus. And you know what? I like high key think that Jesus is loving it. Yeah. In John chapter four, verse 11 through 12, the woman said to him, sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob? who gave us the well and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Oh, Gladys isn't dumb. She knows her history and she knows who built this well and that they're major biblical characters. Yes, and it's amazing to think that she didn't know she was going to become a major biblical character herself, even if the Bible writers didn't give her a name. Justice for Gladys! <laughs> so Jesus keeps going in this little debate with our girl Gladys. Yeah, in John chapter 4, verse 13 through 15, Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Okay, that's our next move. So Jesus offered this life-giving water and told her to ask for it. So she's asking for it. It sounds like magic and it would prevent her from having to come back. She wouldn't have to avoid the crowds and their gossip. She wouldn't even have to ever thirst again. But then Jesus goes dirty in this debate. So in John chapter 4, verse 16 through 17, Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, Gladys said, I have no husband. So what's so bad about that? Well, Jesus throws down some shade because Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands. And the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. Okay, Jesus. I see what you <laughs> did there. Complimenting her honestly while reminding her of her reputation as a slut. Now, while we are a sex-positive, non-slut-shaming show here at Yash Jesus, the same cannot be said about the ancient biblical world of Samaria. <laughs> Clearly, Gladys had been slut-shamed. Right. And, and, you know, if you really are looking at what Jesus is saying, he's not slut-shaming her here. He's just 
recognizing the truth that she knows and that he knows, right? Mm. So that's why she can't go to the well in the morning with the other women. The gossip, shaming, or maybe even attacks is keeping her far from the other women in the town. So Gladys has been holding her own in this little conversation with Jesus, the Son of God, right? But does the reveal of her love life change things? Not at all. So so she just keeps on being her sassy self, and that's why I love Gladys. Um, So in John chapter 4, verse 19 through 20, the woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. No, Gladys is not phased at all. Maybe she's so used to people talking about her love life that she doesn't feel like she has to try to shrink or defend herself. Maybe she's a proud slut. Yes. And she likes that Jesus knows this about her. She is also pointing out the rivalry and fighting between Judea and Samaria. There's a whole history about where and how people can worship. And it has to do with the division of Israel into two kingdoms. Again, Gladys is smart. She's a smart woman. She knows Mm -hmm. how the way of the world works. Hmm. But Jesus responds to her question here as well, dropping some universal knowledge. So in John chapter 4, verse 21 through 25, Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. In verse 26, Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Okay, boom. Now Jesus just revealed himself as the Messiah. This woman has repeated every talking point about Judea and Samaria, about how and where you're supposed to worship. She's even let her love light be a topic of conversation. And Jesus has said, look, I'm here for you and your enemies and the whole world. Can we Bible wander on this verse for just a moment? And get get down. Because it's interesting when he says the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. What if he if he was looking speaking even more metaphorically that, you know, that no matter where you are, no matter who you are, that as long as you know how to practice truth and love, that it's the pathway to the Father. I don't know. That's that's kind of where my mind goes with it. No, what do you think? you're right. I understand a lot of what you're saying, because if, mm-hmm. especially if she's listing all of these different uh, things that you have to do and the, and the reasons that people are separated and divided. And he's like, it has nothing to do with this whole place, the mountain or nothing. There's going to be a day where all of this... You're going to have to talk, talk straight to the Father. Yeah, I just wanted to ponder that for a moment. It was my thoughts while reading that. No, that's good, because I think that it's important that we do that. Like I said, like I feel like, the, like we always talk about Bible wondering is where it's at. That's where we get into the gems and we start to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. Let's keep going. This is good. Okay. Okay. So, the disciples show up. So, can you imagine what they're thinking when they see Jesus, a Jewish rabbi, talking to a Samaritan woman alone with no chaperone? 
It's like Mike Pence being <laughs> being in a room with the same with a woman without his wife there. Wow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't want to compare Jesus to Mike Pence at all because they are <laughs> not even close. So John chapter four, verse 27. But then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, what do you want? Or why are you speaking with her? Unmarried men and women talking to each other. Major taboo. Mm. <laughs> Jews and Samaritans talking to each other. Another major taboo. Jesus breaking so many rules now. By now, the disciples have probably seen some pretty crazy Shiloh. They're like, <laughs> they're all like the characters in a sci-fi movie that are shocked and scared by aliens or magic or whatever. Uh, but they just end up wearing a tinfoil hat and get used to it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gladys has gone back into the town to tell the whole community about Jesus. She's really the first evangelist for Jesus, and she does it in her own personal way. So we see it in John chapter 4, verse 28 through 30. Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to see him. Gladys is open and honest about the experience she just had, and the people were naturally curious. They wanted to see Jesus for themselves. They came because this outcast, this brutally honest slut, talked about what happened to her. Yeah, in John chapter 4, verse 39 through 41, many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. Ugh. Don't tell me. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And Jesus stayed for two days and many more believed because of his word. Fascinating. Yeah, that must have been such a good moment of redemption for Gladys. Mm-hmm. Jesus was a rebel. Taboos. <laughs> okay. It is, but of course, um, but people are horrible. And the last line of the story is the people of the town telling Gladys that while she got them started, they now believe for themselves and not because of her. So John chapter four, verse 42, they said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe for we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is truly the savior of the world. Come on, people. Let Gladys have her moment. Yeah. She brought Jesus to that whole town. None of them would have met her, met him if uh, she hadn't encountered him first. None of them, none of the people of Samaria would have even have talked to a Jew. Must as a, must, much less a creepy guy hanging out by a well at noon. No offense, Jesus. I wouldn't call you that, but some might. <laughs> they, they needed her. Yes. And we need brutally honest, strong women and maybe a few sluts to help bring Jesus to us. <laughs> Let's give thanks to God for Gladys and for Praise strong women. Lord. Yes, <laughs> and for strong women who get called sluts, bitches, hoes, or whatever mm-hmm. terms that people try to use to drag them down. Mm-hmm. We need them in our lives, and we need them in our churches. And if they're good enough for Jesus, they're good enough for us. That's right. So our tithe, love offering, charity, act of good this week. Huh? We're asking you to support the work of a woman or women in ministry. So if you need a few suggestions, here's ours. You should pick up the book, On Her Knees, Memoir of a Prayerful Jezebel by Brenda Marie Davies. (laughs) Yes. You can even uh, read Pastrix or Shameless by Nadia Boltz-Weber. So those are our suggestions for you this week. Oh, thank you so much for joining us right now. 
Um, we're so grateful to have you. Um, well, this has been fabulous. Um, so thank you so much. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Lord, we want to thank you that we can come together today here at Yash Jesus, all of us together. Um, it's such a great moment every week in my life um, to have fellowship with all of our listeners and with Azzy and everyone. And we want to thank you, God, uh, for everyone that's listening. We want to thank you, God, for the women out there like Gladys that we dismiss who are actually the strongest of all of us. We want to pray for all of those folks that we dismiss as sluts and hoes and remind us that, that they are spreading your gospel. We want to um, pray for Madison's ongoing discovery, Lord, of queer stories in the Bible. May Madison find that it relates that she relates to the queer woman in the well as much as she did with David and Jonathan. Yes. And we pray for healing for Courtney, both physically and mentally. Um, being homebound is not uh, fun. And we hope that Yas Jesus can bring a little joy into her life. So help us be good messengers for Courtney and others out there and help all the caregivers that allow us to live more freely. We are praying for you, Courtney. We love you, Courtney. Yes. And for the plaintiff students, part of the Religious Education Accountability Project, also known as REAP, let them find justice for all the discrimination that they have faced. Yes, Jesus. Thank you. We want to thank you again for everyone and for all of us here and for Lord, for you listening to our prayer. Thank you and amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Yas Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at yashjesuspod.com. Hey girl, you can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website, yashjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show, so drop us a line or send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. Yeah, send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a, hey slut, give me a drink. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Franzese, and... And your holy ho, Azariah Southworth. <laughs> Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly. Yash Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bastilios, and Steve Michaels. We are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, God loves you just as you are. So keep, keep praising, praising the, the Lord, Lord y'all. Yeah. Until next time, mwah, 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 see y'all.